So really, really excited to be able to share with you today and, and very grateful that you took the time to join us. Um, the thing that's always interesting to me about um, being able to go to something like Sales Mastery is you have a wide variety of speakers, a wide variety of topics, so much information shared, and everyone who's there seems to pick up on something different depending upon where they are where they are in their business, where they are in life, they will hear something different. And so one of the, the gifts is being able to basically know that you had fairway people sprinkled throughout, through, not only throughout the presentation, but also throughout the audience. And so you're going to be able to get a lot of different perspectives. And the hope would be that some of what you hear today is going to resonate with where you are in your business. And ultimately, at the end of the day, when we talk about all of this, it all comes down to the execution piece. So, so one of the things that was mentioned that I think is really worth bearing in mind is the question of, are you a doer? And if you are a doer, it means that you not only will be willing to learn and listen, you will figure out how to, to do something with it. So at the end of the day, there, there is a lot of, there's a lot of thinking that we do. But the reality is that action without thought is dangerous and thought without action is useless. So, so wrap your head around the fact that what, what you hear today, take those nuggets. We're going to send some notes out after the fact as well. I really want you to just be present, try to listen, try to focus, grab that nugget and figure out immediately what you're going to do with it. So um, because this is something that I get to do and I love to do, I'm going to start. I don't usually share my observations, but I was really touched by one speaker in particular. So I'm going to start out with that, and then we're going to transition into our other our other speakers, okay? So, Ray, if you wouldn't mind, I, I shared a picture with you that I would love if you would pull up for me. And, and trust me, I'm someone who doesn't love to see myself in pictures, not a big Facebook person. So this is a, this is a stretch, but I, I wanted you to see the context of, of what we're talking about. So this was one of the speakers that probably impacted me on, on, a, on a very, very great level. And, and I can tell you from this picture, when you looked into this man's eyes, you, you literally felt as if you could see through, his, through to his soul. And it was a pretty incredible soul. So when, when we talk about challenges and we talk about how difficult things are in our business, I want you to kind of think about this, this gentleman. And I had to look on how to present, how to properly um pronounce his name. So hopefully I don't blow it, but it's Nick Bukovic. And he was born obviously with no arms and no legs. And you know what he's so excited about is that little foot he's got there. That little foot that lets him type, that little foot that allows him to do things in life he wouldn't have had if he didn't at least have that little foot. And if we think about the value of looking at our gifts and being grateful for what we have, as opposed to focused upon what we don't, we really will live life at a very, very different level. And so I just I just press upon you when we're in these challenging times and we keep talking about it, uh, about challenging times, when we talk about the challenging times, please understand that that this has been proven to us time and time again, that there is success on the other side of struggle. We've seen it over and over and over. And you just have to completely believe that there is success on the other side of struggle. And, and the reality is, is that strangely enough, success is a very horrible teacher. We all strive for success. We want success. Success is actually a horrible teacher. And, and where our lessons come and where we learn is through failure and struggle. So again, if everyone can just, can just sort of wrap your head around that as we're looking at the things that people learned 
and understand that we have the ability within ourselves to focus on our little foot and to be really grateful for what we have as opposed to what we don't. So with that, I am going to segue to Matt. Matt Allen is a manager out of Washington. And so I am excited to see his his perspective. And I've, I've challenged all of our speakers to share not only what they learned, but what they plan to do with it. So you can get some ideas from them of execution. They've had a little bit more time to process it. So let's go, Matt, you are up. Super duper. Um, well, thanks so much for the opportunity. Um, I was just came away from sales mastery so encouraged. And I, from the very beginning, from the very first presentation that Todd Duncan did, um, we have to have a change of belief. Uh, so many people have gone before us that have done an amazing job in the early parts of their career when they came in at a market that might be considered similar, some say worse, um, but what we need is, we need to understand we have an amazing opportunity. And part of it is, I was even telling my team in a sales meeting a couple of weeks ago, that people are walking around going, the market, the market, the market, so, so much this, so much that, and almost brainwashing ourselves into a different kind of a mindset when what we have staring before us is an amazing opportunity to bring incredible value not only to our business partners, but to our clients, our customers, all of the relationships that we have. And so I, I just, I had this sort of transformation of, oh my gosh, um, this is not, yes, people might think this is tough, but we need a change of belief. We need our minds transformed. It's funny, they were using even some scriptural references, which I loved. Um, but um, and, and so, you know, we've, we've had so many uh, ideas about the market shift and, uh, you know, that this is going to be a tough, a tough winter, but I think this could be one of the greatest market opportunities for all of us. Um, so here's, there's so much I took away from it, but I just limited, you know, it to three principles that I, I took away. Number one, um, they gave this uh, example of people feeling like they're in quicksand. Do you remember that? And it's, you know, what happens to people in quicksand uh, is typically they start flailing around and just doing this and that, trying to get out. And that's the worst thing that you can do when you feel like you're sinking. And especially folks that might not be winning the deals that they want to get, uh, they, they might feel like they're just in quicksand, um, flailing around. That actually makes you sink faster. And I remember there was a stop principle that Sue, uh, Sue Woodard mentioned, and I'll just say what it is. It's it's, a, it's an acronym, STOP. Uh, stop. The S is uh, stop and stay calm. Calm ourselves down. Take a look at uh, maybe the things that we might not have been doing uh, before and just take a breath. So it's think. Stop and think. Take some time to yourselves. Uh, create a little bit more margin than maybe that you have before because what's before us in this incredible opportunity is going to take a lot of careful thought but we can't do that with a mind that is just freaked out about maybe what we don't have. And then the next one is observe and own where you are. For me, you know, I'd, I'd had some success in the business, had a great year last year. Uh, business was running to me. My team was doing amazing. We all were doing amazing. It was just, and then all of a sudden we realized, oh my gosh, some of us may have to go back to some fundamentals, but we just need to own. What have we been doing? Just own it. I haven't been doing this or I haven't been doing that. 
it doesn't matter. We have this incredible opportunity, but if we don't observe and own where we are, we're not going to know where to go. And then finally, the P is for prepare to proceed. And I think this is really where we have to begin to dial in on our business plans. How interesting is it that we had the sales mastery with the market shift at the time that it was? It was just a critical timing, I think, for so many. Um, and so planning is going to become paramount, but the planning needs to become very, very detailed. We can't just have 30,000 foot level plans. We have to get super granular. Um, so part of that for me, um, the second thing that I took away from this is relationships, relationships, relationships are paramount. Um, so many of us get caught up just in numbers or just getting uh, our pre-approval letters out the door. Um, we're just, we're just, we, you know, speed to respond. But many times we forget that often where we built our business is in the granular level of relationships. And right now our business partners, they need us. They need encouragement. Um, many of them are walking around so defeated. I talked to an agent the other day who is a top performing agent. And she's, she's like, I, I just don't, I, I don't believe anything that you're saying right now. Cause I came to her with a lot of encouragement and I realized she just, she's only looking at the negative and it's really affecting the fact that she's not working with any buyers right now. She's just listing cause she just doesn't think there's really any hope for the next two to three months, but relationships are so paramount that we dial down into uh, an understanding of how we're going to approach our business partners. And not only just the ones that were our agents, but also the other ancillary uh, uh, relationships that we have, because all these put together are going to create a synergy for us to get more business. And bringing all of those different relationships together into synergy so that we can work together. Um, the last the one I said that I wrote down here was, uh, we need our systems to be more dialed in. And uh, one of the things that I realized is that I've left out in, in my own business practice is high trust interviews with new agents. That's what was one of my favorite parts of this was learning how to ask really good questions. So what we have to really understand uh, when we're going into these interviews with our business partners is what, what are we offering? You can't just go and ask a bunch of questions. You have to understand and really know your high value to your business partners. And it really, it takes, it's gonna take some time for you to get it down on paper, rehearse it, and then learn how to talk less and ask more questions so that the people that you are talking to feel heard, understood, and that you know how to approach them when it's time to come and present what you believe you bring to the table. Um, and also just be confident um, in what we bring to the table. And finally, I, I, there's one other piece of this that I thought was so important as far as principles is we really, and you mentioned this already, um, we, we rise to the degree of the action that we take. And one of the issues that I've found even with my own team is when you're afraid and you're flailing around in the quicksand, um, it's, it's hard not to get back to your daily disciplines of action. When you start to do these actions and you start to see the success, not so much on the transactions, but the relationships that you build and the people that you're meeting, you'll begin to feel a lot more confident. I talked with one of my loan officers yesterday who actually had 
three really solid uh, appointments with new agents. And each time he came back in the office, he was more encouraged. And it wasn't that he got any deals out of them. It was because he actually had great appointments and he went very, very prepared. So uh, the last thing that you mentioned that we should talk about was what are we going to do coming out of this? And um, I think this is also right now the time that all of us are working uh, with our, our teams on preparing to business plan. Because when you start your plan, how you come to the table is going to be dependent on what's going on up in here. So if what's happening up in your head and your heart is messed up, your business plans are, are not going to be what they should be. So we need to take time. Uh, right now, I've been taking a lot of time to consider where am I owning where I am, but also maybe disconnecting from some of those uh, negative limiting beliefs about the market, but starting to, to dive into what do I want out of life? What kind of life do I want to live? Um, who do I want to work with? Are there people that I'm working with now that I shouldn't be working with anymore? Because we really don't see eye to eye. Are, are we just doing deals with agents because we desperately need, uh, of course, we all need transactions. But going forward, to be successful, we're going to be much more successful working with the people that we want to work with. So I've just chosen to contact, you know, 20 agents over the next 20 days. Um, and my goal is I want to find 10 uh, that I, I want to actually present myself to that are actually going to be people I want to work with next year. So those are the things that I took out of it. Awesome. Great job, Matt. Thank you so much. So, so many nuggets there. <clears throat> I'm really excited that business plan is coming. So hopefully this is your reset. The business plan is your opportunity to reset and make sure that your actions align with your plan. That was another thing that came up a lot. If you have a plan and you look at what you're doing every day and there's a big gap between your plan and your actions, that's something to become aware of. Align your actions with your plan. And that means it has to come from your heart, which I love what Matt said too. You need to be driven from a very heartfelt level um, because the, the reality is, is another thing that was, that was talked about is your brain can't tell the difference between your thoughts, your feelings, and your reality. So if, if you're saying on paper, I want to do this, but, but your thoughts and your feelings are, there's no way I can do that. That's something to really become aware of and do some work around. So thanks, Matt. Some, some great stuff there. I really appreciate your putting that together for us. So I've got to preface my next guest with the, with the, with the um, disclaimer. I did not put her up to this. This was what she came up with on her own. There is no, there, there is no RESPA violation by checks or money exchanging hands. But with that being said, I'm going to introduce you to Joanna. Joanna works with Linda Davidson. She's one of her top salespeople. And you might say, okay, well, if you go into sales mastery and you always ha already have really good numbers, what could you possibly learn, Joanna? Well, it was, it was my first year at sales mastery. I've been in the business for 20 years. And like you said, pretty much always had really good numbers um, in every company that I've worked with. Um and so going into Sales Mastery, I was like, well, what can I learn? You know, I mean, what can I implement into my business to try to increase my numbers, especially in this time of, you know, with the rates and so forth. And the first thing when we got there, you know, they had these buttons on there, the green buttons on there that said um, rumors were in a, in a recession and I'm not participating. And obviously, I'm definitely not participating in it. And getting with the um, realtors as far as, you know, when every time they ask as far as you know, how are rates doing? And it's everybody's question always, you know, and so they kind of taught us like, what do you do when you like, you know, when an agent says, 
how are rates doing or clients that's the first thing you know when they're rate shopping what are rates at you know instead kind of coaching us as far as what to say um to the agents to the clients as far as you know well what are you looking for what you know what is your um oh my my words and thoughts but they kind of just but my main thing that I got from this is the importance of having a coach um this you know I've never been on any you know I've never had a coach you know I've been in like I said 20 years and I've never had a coach and everybody there that was a top producer talking it's like everybody has a coach the importance of having a coach um so I'm looking forward to my first session with my coach um, I think it's going to help me a lot to be accountable for um, for a lot of my things because we always say we're going to do things and I always kind of, you know, brush it off. Um, another thing that I learned also was the importance of kind of going back to, you know, thank you cards. Um, the little things, I think they go a long way with clients, with agents, um, you know, simply thanking them for, you know, their business. The opportunity that they gave you um if you you know sit down with one of your agents like matt was saying and stuff like the high trust as far as when you're meeting with an agent listen to your agent see what you know what they're wanting what their needs are and what you can bring to the table um with their with them and what they what they want um the other thing i learned is the importance of follow-ups you know, we usually get a lot of clients, especially when we're really busy, we get a lot of calls and, you know, we do the pre-approval process right away. And then we end up sometimes losing the deal because we didn't follow up and, you know, they, they went with somebody else that did follow up, you know, especially with right now with the rate shopping. So we're going to be putting a system in place on, you know, our weekly calls, our yearly calls. Like they said, um, I haven't done that where we do yearly reviews with the clients. Um, so I'm looking forward to doing that as well. And the last thing is trusting, because um, I have my assistants and stuff, and sometimes it's very hard to delegate and letting go, because um, sometimes you think like, hey, that stuff is not going to get done. But um, that's what I'm going to do is try to implement is delegating and trusting um, that they'll get the stuff done, you know. Um, I'm kind of like a control freak on my work because especially since I've been doing it for 20 years and you know it's hard to let go and you definitely want to make sure things are done especially providing the service to my agents so that's what I took out of sales mastery I mean there's a lot more but those are the main things that I took out of and, sorry and I'm a little nervous <laughs> no you did great but but what I love is that that observation that that every successful person has a coach and, and I love the the um the reminder for me it all came down to going to the gym and I and I, I love going to the gym and I would spend a lot of time at the gym a lot of time at the gym and and I could never quite get the results I wanted and all of a sudden I look over and there's somebody working out for less time with a personal trainer and they have the definition that I've been trying to get but couldn't get in hours at the gym because I didn't have the technique I didn't have the tools. I didn't have the, the the things I needed to be successful in what I wanted to do. And having some from the, someone from the outside looking at your systems and be able to encourage you to adopt those systems that allow you to be successful. If we had that within ourselves, I think we would all do it. 
But that accountability is absolutely crucial. In addition to the, to the learning is the accountability that makes sure you identify drift. The sooner you identify drift and get back to your lane, the, the more the like the higher the likelihood of your having consistency around success. So great stuff, Joanna. I really appreciate it. And and one thing I wanted to share is that when one of the one of the people talked about when somebody asks you about a rate, the first question you should be asking them, which I think was incredibly impactful, was what would it mean to you to own a home? What would it mean to you to own a home? And when you understand what it means for them, how their life will change, all of a sudden the rate becomes almost insignificant to a certain degree because if you have the ability to change their life by virtue of having them own a home, everything else is merely a challenge that can be overcome once you know that. So thanks for that reminder, Joanna, around questioning too. All righty. So I am going to introduce you now to Terry. Terry, you and I had the opportunity to chat about some of your takeaways, and I'm excited to have you share those with us. Yes, ma'am. Hi, Kathy. Um, I, one of the things that I jotted down while we were while I was listening um, first is is I also like just really zoned in on Nick. Um, what an amazing person! I, I and I noticed that in my book I took notes on absolutely everyone that spoke, and I took long notes. Um, but for Nick, I have no notes because I was so zoned in on listening to him and his story. And it was so impactful that I, he, I, I, we all, I think we all took a lot away from Nick. Um, so he was fabulous. Um, the other uh, session that I really kind of zoned in on and took away from was Sharla and um, Sharla Ellis and her 80-20, because I'm not very good at that. So I need to improve on that. I need to spend 80% of my time on incoming income producing activities and 20% of my time on non-income producing, as opposed to just doing the day-to-day -day activities that, like Joanne was saying, that we can delegate to someone else. Um, so, so I took that away, but then one of the other things that you and I talked about, Kathy, was it's, um, it's been a little bit of a different year from me, for me, um, in the fact that I lost my husband in November. So it, it, it's been a rough year for many reasons. And a lot of people gave me permission my coach, and I'm also part of Linda Davidson's team and so blessed to be part of Linda Davidson's team, um, but everyone gave me permission to redo my goals, set those goals aside, and I didn't want to do that. Um, I wanted to continue. I, I've, I've had difficult days. I've had difficult weeks, but I wanted to set all of that aside and still keep working because Work is my safe place. Work is where I come to be happy. So we have to enjoy what we do. And when you enjoy what you do, it, it, that's, that becomes your safe place, right? So um, I, I just, it, it re-energized me. It is something that I needed so bad at this time. Um, 
it kind of uh, it kind of set me in a different place, and I needed to be in a different place after after all of this. So, how impactful is that? Um, incredible. Okay. It, it's I have definitely come back rejuvenated and renewed, and um, you know, still reflecting on things that are going on because your life changes forever when something like that happens, but um, you just find new energy. And I found new energy at Sales Mastery this year, for sure. All the all the speakers and the believe and the be and um, encouragement and like Joanne said, coaching. I've been coached since I got here. I've had, I have to switch coaches because my coach is not coaching anymore and I miss her. But, um, but but uh, I've got a new coach and I'm looking forward to forming that relationship just to make me better than I was last year, because I think that's what we all need to strive for. And we all need to be reminded of the things that we have slacked off on, because, you know, we all sit and listen to the news and it's not good news if you listen to it, but we have to create our own news and we have to create our own environment and our own mindset and thought process on, on moving forward and, and just creating the relationships for the people that we want to work with. And what I love about Terry's story is a, a lot of times we look at, at what we do as being a bit of a drain on energy. Yeah, but Terry looked at her work and what she does for other people and how she's able to impact and improve their lives through giving them mortgages as a way to be re-energized versus being drained. Right. So think about that. Think about our opportunity to be re-energized what, by what we do when we do at a very, very high level. And Terry, I'm so sorry for your loss, but I can't tell you how much I admire you know, the, to be given an opportunity to have an excuse, and that is a pretty valid excuse to, yeah. to assess our goals and to and to 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 diminish what we're able to accomplish. That would have she had permission to do that, and she made the decision. Think about this decision to continue going forward with her goals as almost a legacy to the loss. Right. right. So I, I really want you to wrap your heads around that. We all have that ability to make those decisions. And that's living a no excuse life at, yeah. at a high level that I'm not sure I could ever achieve. So kudos to you. Thank you for sharing that. That's, that's yeah, just, you're welcome. You're virtual welcome. Hug yeah, I, would, to you. <laughs> I would, I would get up in the mornings and really just not even want to move. But by the time I got to the office and would get like so wrapped up in, in what I get to do every day that you, that, that you're able to move on and, and you're able to make something positive out of that day. Thank you. Really, really impactful. Thank you so You're much welcome. for sharing that. Really appreciate it. All right, Cindy. Where is she? She was here. What happened to Cindy? I'm here. Can you oh, good. Me? I was looking at my notes. I was going to have to beat you and I can't beat you. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I was having a little bit of technical difficulties this morning, so. <laughs> no worries. We are so glad you're here. So tell Thank us a little bit about what your takeaway was and your implementation plan. Okay. So um, obviously everybody's talked about Nick. He uh, he had a huge impact, I think, on everybody. So I'll save him till last. Um, two things that I haven't heard other people talk about, Matt alluded to it a little bit, but is the 20 to 20 face-to-face -face challenge. Um, and they talked about, you know, 
having 20 meetings with 20 agents face to face. Um, and what I did is the spin I kind of took on that is every single day in my time blocking time, um, I have time blocked a half hour for just making phone calls to just meet with agents. And I figured if I did that for 20 days, I would at least get 20 appointments, right? Well, so far I've already gotten five appointments and only done it two days. So my goal is 63 appointments out of my 20 for 20. So that was kind of an aha moment, just taking the time to, you know, I heard so many people talk about time blocking um, and I did that, but I, I know I can dial it down a lot better. Um, and then the other thing is uh, five people that you hang out with. Um, someone, and I can't remember who it was, talked about how you are the average of five people who um, you hang out with. So if you're hanging out with superstars, if you're hanging out with the best of the best, then you're going to be an average of those five people. If you're hanging out with folks that are bringing you down, um, like Matt said, you know, those agents that maybe are always negative or are always giving you their challenging deals, um, it might be time to break up with those agents and to find five superstar agents. Um, but then I've also tried to take that into my personal life. Um, and um, I'm really assessing who I associate with personally and professionally. I want to be with the five best people that I can hang out with on a Friday night because time is valuable. So if I'm not hanging out with my favorite five people or the five people that are going to challenge me to be great, then, um, then I'm going to be the average of that. And I want to be great. So I thought that was really impactful. Um, and then one of the things, you know, that Nick said that I thought was really cool is success is on the other side of struggle. So uh, we've all had our struggles in life, but when we can succeed and come across to the other side, you know, just like we've heard so much today, um, it's, it's so huge. The success is so huge when it comes to on the other side of struggle. Um, and then the last thing I would say is he said, be brave to heal from the past. Don't let yourself get in the way of you. So I thought that was a cool thing. That is such great stuff. Really, really good stuff. The, and, and in the context of those who you, the five people you surround yourself with, the other thing that was suggested that I actually came home and implemented personally was write out who is your board of directors. So each of us have people in our lives that are our board of directors. When you when you are in a challenging situation, when you need to make a tough decision, you should know the list of, of people who are your mentors. You have mentors, you have coaches, you maybe have spiritual guides, you have people who you know you can talk to and you know they would give you the truth. E even if it were if it were something that they know you might not want to hear, that they would yeah. absolutely honor you enough to be able to give you the, the truth and that you would be humble enough to hear that truth and, and, and do with it. So I think sometimes we tell people we want to hear the truth, but then the way we react to it probably doesn't compel them to give us the truth again. So be really careful when you tell someone that you want them to give you the truth, that you're going to be able to receive it as such and to be able to be open to that, to those observations. 
So I have one more speaker, but she was um, actually implementing and so may have been at a, a meeting. Pinky Shaw came up with some great takeaways. We're actually going to do a part two to this next week. And so I, I would love if you come next week because we the leaders who were actually part of sales mastery and shared from the stage are all involved in a meeting in Madison. And so I really want you to hear their their information from the horse's mouth, so to speak. Instead of us paraphrasing, you get to hear it from, from those speakers, which is a, a gift. So um, does anyone have anything that they want to, any questions they want to ask or anything along those lines before we wrap things up? Okay, Pistol, I will hand it over to you. Oh, well, geez, this was quite a, uh, quite a call. And uh, I'm very big on attitude. And all you had to do was show me the picture of Nick and the smile on his face. And that moved me. Uh, Big time. And Mike talking about relationships, asking the right questions, being confident, practicing. Uh, Joanna, you know, she wants accountability and things to do like that. Terry, she's got some life changing things going on, and but getting the fundamentals. And Cindy wants to be great. And that's it. And it all goes back to relationships and asking the right questions and being totally committed. And this has been a great, very moving to me. And we're all hearing the negative. And I think the quote, Uncle Ray, that I got from Vince Lombardi today really fits because he says, and listen to this, once you learn to quit, it becomes a habit. So everybody, you got to learn from that. So thanks very much, Kathy. Very moving call today for me. Thank you. And thank you to all of our speakers, because I know it wasn't easy for all of you. I went around and strong-armed people. So you guys did amazing. I'm really, really grateful. Everything came from the heart. And at the end of the day, that that really is the key to all of it. So I hope all of you will take a, take a, take a page from their book. When you're asked to do something, when you're given an opportunity, Love the five-second rule. It's been going around a lot. Count backwards, five, four, three, two, one, and say yes. Five, four, three, two, one, go. Don't give yourself the opportunity to talk yourself out. Don't give yourself time to talk yourself out of opportunity. And with every time you're brave, I promise you, opportunity will open. It will present itself, and, and you will never be disappointed at saying yes. You may well have regrets if you said no. So again, thank you to all of our speakers. Thanks for being willing to share. Those of you who got to listen, I hope you took down something that you're willing to execute. We're going to have a follow-up. Encourage people who weren't able to be on the call. Please share the recording. This information is so valuable. Everybody needs this encouragement so badly. So please feel free to forward it to people that you know could, could would love to hear this. And again, and, and attached to that will be the, the salient points that people brought up here. Feel free to reach out to any of us if you want to have a one-on-one. -on -one. We want to encourage you. We, we really do. We know we're trudging kind of a tough road, but what we've learned is that it's, it's, it's nowhere near the challenge it would be if you know that you're not doing it alone. And I promise you, if you choose to reach out, rest assured you are not alone. And if you're alone, it's because you weren't willing to reach out. So that is all I have for today. Thank you so much for being here and thanks for sharing our message. Thank you.